You are listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From October the 6th, 2019 at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida. The text is Luke chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat and drink, and later you may eat and drink? Do you thank the slave for doing what he was commanded? And so you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. strange memory. You sometimes wonder how you remember certain weird encounters or strange memory. One of perhaps dozens, hundreds, I don't know, thousands over my course of ministry, some 25 years. It was in my first job out of seminary. It was mid to late 90s, and I was the college ministry intern at a large church just outside of Dallas, Texas, that is. And I had taken a group of college students on a ski retreat to Breckenridge, Colorado. I know, suffering for the Lord, right? I have a tendency to pick up these gigs where I really suffer. So we were at Breckenridge, and and during the day we would ski, and at night we would have worship services. And so after worship service, one night a, a young man, his name, I'm going to call him Scott, came up to me and said, hey, can we talk? And I said, sure, of course. So we sat down in the hallway of the ski lodge, and he began to tell me, he he said, Rhonda, I I I think I need to get more serious about my faith, he said. He said, and you know, the speaker tonight, do you remember the speaker saying that, you know, Billy Graham's getting older, and maybe the next Billy Graham would be right here in this room? And I said, yeah, I remember the speaker saying that. And he said, Rhonda, I I think the next Billy Graham, I think it might be me. Oh. Hold on to that story for just a minute. We'll come back around to that. Increase our faith, the disciples said to Jesus. Give us big faith, impressive faith. Supersize our faith, Jesus. And if Jesus' reply is any indication, what the disciples did there is they were asking the wrong question. And so Jesus said this, listen guys, come on. You've you've got plenty of faith, you have enough faith. Why, if you just had this much faith, this itsy bitsy little bit teeny amount of faith, you could do miracles with just that. You've got plenty of faith. You're asking the wrong question. 
And it turns out 2,000 years later, we still ask the wrong questions. Like the candidate who sat down with the interviewer who asked this question. You know this question. Where do you see yourself in five years? And the candidate said, well, uh, in the mirror? <laughs> Ask the wrong questions and what? You get the wrong answer. As a parent, I am an expert at asking the wrong questions. I'll pick up my preteen from middle school and, and I know better. And he sits down and, and it just comes out of my mouth. So how was school today? No, that's not what I meant to ask. No. Because you know what his answer is, right? Fine. I'm learning to ask better questions like, well, tell me about your day. If you ask the wrong questions, what? You get the wrong answer. Teachers learn this the hard way sometimes, new teachers. They'll ask the wrong questions on a test, like this history teacher who asked, what ended in 1896? Well, you guys all know the answer to that, right? What ended in 1896? Well, the brilliant student who said, 1895, <laughs> duh! Asked the wrong questions and what? Pastors learn not to ask, and counselors, are you happy? Evoking this sense of existential dread. Well, I don't, I don't know. Instead, we learn to ask, well, what's making you happy today? Evoking a sense of gratitude and joy. You ask the wrong questions and get the wrong answers. We do that in our daily life, and we also do it in faith. Back to my days when I was a college minister and then a campus minister for several years, I can't tell you how many students I would kind of counsel and as they were young Christians trying to date, and you know, all that comes with dating. You know that, right? All that. And they would say, well, Rhonda, how far is too far? And I would invariably say, you know, I wonder if that might be the wrong question. That maybe the right question would be, how do I honor God in this relationship? Or the age-old question among churchgoers, well, when tithe, should I do that pre-tax or post-tax? To which I invariably say, I wonder if that might be the wrong question. If the better question might be, how do I honor God with my finances might be a better question. Or even the more serious question that we sometimes ask, why isn't God healing me? Or why isn't God healing my loved one? And the better question, if that's a question that's on your mind these days, the better question might be, where am I experiencing God's love through this really difficult time? That's better question. You ask the wrong question and what? You get the wrong answer. So back to the disciples, give us big faith, impressive. We want to be impressive in our supersize, our faith, Lord. And Jesus said, you got, you got all the faith you need, just this much would do. It's, it's, guys, stop wanting sexy faith and instead take up the mantle of servant faith. Then Jesus challenged the social hierarchy. And it seems like they haven't questioned this at this point in their journey. The social hierarchy of having slaves and servants and 
They said, give us big faith. And he said, well, when's the last time you sat your slave down and, at the table and served your slave? When's the last time you did that? Faith isn't about the extraordinary. It's about the ordinary encounters we have day to day. Faith is manifest in how we treat those with little power. Faith is less about moving mountains and more about setting tables. I love this so much. And I hate this so much. <laughs> because the truth is, I'd really like to have big faith. Impressive faith. I would really like to have supersized faith. Just think, if your pastor had that kind of big faith, impressive faith, supersized faith, wow, we could grow this, we could make this a mega church. Right here on Clear, I could be one of those, I could be one of those TV preachers. I could drive me a Lamborghini. Move over, Tammy Faye Baker, here I come. If I just had that kind of, that kind of faith. And you see Jesus in heaven just going, oh my God. And whispering to me, Rhonda, faith isn't about your one hour every week where you get to prance around on a platform and wear a Britney Spears microphone. Rhonda, faith is how you treat your family. Faith is how you treat your employees. Faith is, faith is how you treat the server at lunch and how you respond to that guy who cuts you off in the roundabout. If you, <laughs> Rhonda, stop wanting sexy faith and take up the mantle of servant faith. The disciples, they loved Jesus when he demonstrated that sexy faith because Jesus was good at that, right? He healed people. He did miracles. He fed 5,000 with a loaf and a fish or two, five, 12. They loved it when he did that stuff. They didn't love it so much when he demonstrated servant faith, did they? You remember in the book of John, John talks about the upper room and what happened before the Last Supper and Jesus, Jesus took his outer garment and wrapped a towel and he, he knelt down and started washing their feet. And Peter, you know Peter, I, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. Uh-uh. And Jesus said, dude, my paraphrase. <laughs> dude, if you don't get this, you don't get my entire ministry. And Peter said, okay, well, wash my whole body. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. <laughs> you get a bad rap across history. Old Peter. If you don't get this, you don't get my whole ministry. It's not about sexy faith. It's about servant faith. And then you remember in the book of John here, this is, this is what happened. So Jesus got up from the table. He took off his outer robe, tied a towel around himself, and then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet to wipe them with a towel that was tried around him. And this is how he summarized, after he had washed all of their feet, he summarized it this way. He said, so if I, your Lord, and your teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. It's not a sexy faith, it's a servant faith. And then he took the bread and he gave it to his disciples. He shared the wine and gave it to his 
disciples. And today, when we take up the bread and, and the wine, the way we do it here is not the only way or the best way even. It's the way we do it, but it's beautiful symbolism. The, the pastor as the chief servant who then serves the other servants who then serve the people in the pews. And then if you're in the pews, you, you take the bread, you take the wine, you receive it, and then you serve the next person. And as you do that today, I want you to remember that you're, you're serving them. And then it, it comes back around. It makes a full, beautiful circle of holy communion. No one is better than another. Nobody's got sexy faith here. But we're all just people who need God and, and share God. And that's just all in this together. It's a beautiful picture, isn't it? So back to that hallway at the ski resort and young Scott saying, you know, you know when he said that the next Billy Graham might be in the room, I think it might be me. To which I said, maybe. You, you, might, be, you might be right. But I think you should probably first start with being the very best Scott you can be. And you know what? That, that Scott, he's already pretty awesome. The disciples wanted big faith, impressive faith, super-sized faith. But here's the truth. The challenge is not to have faith, but to be faithful with what you already have. And spoiler alert, you have everything you need. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.